How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Man, Jack, let, let's dive in as uh, I'm sure most people listening or everyone listening has heard or seen the press conference by now with Middleton, Klintak, and McPhail. And um, man, I mean, geez, Louise, if you haven't and you want to torture yourself, pause this and go watch it and come back. But we'll tell you all about it if you haven't. Um, man, Jack, I'll I'll let you just kind of go here. But just the, the basic initial thought for me was maybe the worst press conference I've ever seen, certainly in Philadelphia sports, Jack. Yeah, it's. I would say I would say it was up there with the uh, Stacey Andrews day. <laughs> Sean Andrews, you mean? Was it Sean? I thought. It was, oh, no, so it was you're right, Stacey for the press. You're correct. Yes, yes, yes. Stacey Andrews day. You are correct. I forgot I about that. Good it, call. Yes. When the Eagles moved on from uh, from from Brian Dawkins. Yeah. It was uh, like as a Phillies fan and as a lifelong Phillies fan and as everyone that listens to this podcast knows, like James and I both just love the Phillies and and we want them to succeed and and be a smart organization and and bring winning baseball back to Philadelphia because ultimately winning baseball is fun and winning baseball is amazing and you see what the Nationals are doing right now you see what's going on in the playoffs and you're seeing smart well-run you know on one path organizations and in leaving that press conference yesterday as a lifelong Phillies fan and as the Phillies really being all I care about, it was disheartening. I was to say I the was, least, Jack. Yeah. Like I, I, I just, I felt obviously as everyone else did, I felt worse after listening to the press conference. And then, um, it, it, like it just, it instilled no confidence in me. Like this, this, this is supposed to be a, a team in a, in a top five market, this firing on all cylinders and that is that is just has a plan, a very clear plan of how they're going to bring a championship back to Philadelphia. And they spent 56 minutes, 57 minutes or whatever. Yep. And I they didn't explain anything like it was it was crazy to me. I, I like, it felt like they were unprepared. I and mean, Middleton goes on for 11 minutes. Talking about, about being a CEO, Jack, something that like uh, that 11 minute answer was among the worst things I've ever seen in a press conference. It was just, it was, it was rambling. It was incoherent rambling about nothing. I couldn't believe it. Like, as he kept going, I could, I just kept saying, is he still talking? He's still talking? What's he talking about? What is happening? It was unbelievable. Still going? It was stunning. He's actually still talking. Yeah, he is. He's, 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 he's still talking right now. So, like, I, like, I just, I wanted to leave that press conference being like, all right, this is what they're going to do going forward. Like they fire the manager for this reason, and and they have a clear plan of how they're going to get this team back on track. And what I just saw was a was a was a was a owner now I guess CEO that's like, yeah, I'm calling all the shots here. I'm calling the big shots, and if you don't like it, you can get out. Is basically what it was. It was like, if you don't like how I'm running the ship here, then you can just leave. And 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 McPhail and Clentac just sat there and like 
they took it for for 50 minutes for 56 minutes i i like there's only two ways this is going to go james uh, obviously, you can never fire an owner, right? I mean, owners just, unless he sells a team, they're not going anywhere. Yeah, or if he pulls a Donald Sterling, which I'm right. not, I'm not expecting with John Milton. John Milton's a good dude. Yes. I, I think he's a exactly. good dude. And, and honestly, in watching it, I think his heart's in the right place. But, like, <laughs> it's either going to go the path of Jeffrey Lurie, where Jeffrey Lurie stepped in and, and made his presence felt and made sure they fired Chip, brought back Howie, and got a franchise quarterback, or it's going to go the way of the Daniel Snyders, the Jerry Jones, the involved owners that just get too involved and care too much about public perception and 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 stunt an organization's ability to win. And I I left that press conference yesterday feeling more towards the he's going to interfere too much. This is too dysfunctional. Who is going to want to come here? with an overbearing owner that doesn't let his baseball people do his baseball people things. Like I wanted to leave that press conference thinking, okay, he's going to go the Jeffrey Lurie route where he's going to get in and get out. Like we haven't heard from Jeffrey Lurie since the Super Bowl. Like he just hasn't talked because he hasn't needed to talk because everything's good with the Eagles mostly. Um, And I just, I just don't know if I think Middleton's almost so involved that he just can't, he can't step away. And that scares me. That scares me as a, as a lifelong sports fan. It just, owners that get too involved it generally doesn't go well yeah it's terrifying and and i agree that was the main takeaway from yesterday was man john middleton is running this show and he is way way too involved and like you said i mean his answer when asked about uh the team not um, the matt breen question shout out to matt breen and shout out to the reporters i mean eskin we all talked about on twitter howard eskin was fantastic in that press conference john johnson asked john a good johnson. question absolutely the, the the reporters did their job they did everything they could to try and elicit the answers we wanted the problem was these guys didn't give good answers they gave ridic- you said it jack honestly it seems like they didn't even know they were going into a press conference that's the way it felt well, outside I would say outside of McPhail. Well, I, McPhail well, that, I was, was going funny. there. Well, what the cra- that's the craziest part of this whole thing is if you've listened to this show at all, you know that Andy McPhail has been the the number one source of our what the F is he doing here ire, and he was by far the only adult in the room, the only person who looked like he had any idea how to handle questions. He looked like the only idea person who, who had an idea to prepare for questions. That John Johnson question, if we don't, we don't. He's like, yep, knew this was coming. Had a... You know, look, you're never going to be able to explain that away. And he even said, I, I'm an idiot. I'll never say it again. I shouldn't have said it. Like, he had an answer ready for it. Uh, I, the fact that McPhail was the only one who felt like he knew what he was doing at all up there was was terrifying. I'm very with you there. But when the Matt Breen question, when essentially he was asked, um, you know, how can you blame Gabe Kapler when this front office didn't do anything to upgrade this team, you're blaming Kapler essentially, and and what a soft answer it was that Middleton's main reason for getting rid of Kapler was the two September collapses. But Breen very correctly says, well, how can you blame that on Kapler when you guys didn't do anything to go out and add pieces? And he basically just says, sorry, it's all on the manager. That's how baseball works. What manager of any stature is going to want to come be this guy's manager, right? I mean, who could hear? If you're Joe Girardi, if you're Joe Madden, if you're whoever, you hear that that phrase, sorry, it's all on the manager. That's the way baseball's worked for 100 years. Why would you ever come here, Jack? 
Well, especially like if those guys saw what Gabe Kaplan was working with. Yeah. <laughs> like, like if the, if if Joe Girardi's like, is that a is that a is that a Mike Morin sixty nine <laughs> mile an hour changeup? No, <laughs> no, is that Mike Morin in a tie game in the eighth inning? Is that my setup, man? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, like. Like I understand, I, I I understand where Middleton came from, where he, when he's talking about twenty and thirty six in the last two Septembers, and and I mean me and you said it while watching it, like the the fight just didn't seem there, that something felt off watching this team in in Septembers, and I understand why he why he did it, but the question's completely fair. Like, how can you fire a guy for bad Septembers when at the deadline? Your president is saying, "If we don't, we don't," and basically throwing in the white flag. Like, how are you? How are you judging the manager off of that? But you're bringing back the two guys that gave the manager the main reasons as to why the team was collapsing. Like, honestly, after hearing Middleton's talk yesterday and talking about how results-based business and that falls on the manager, two things: what does he think a manager does, and and a second thing is why is Matt Clentac still here? Like why, my main takeaway in reading everything I've literally spent last night. Yeah, Jack, all Jack just keeps texting me. I'm watching it again. I think that's happened three times yeah. already. I'm watching again. I watched it this morning again. Uh, I got 40 minutes through, and and I cannot believe Mac Lenzak still has a job. And I think that the only reason he still has a job is because of the extension that he got. It, obviously, the only reason he still has yeah, a job. Yeah, John Middleton doesn't want to look like a fool. That's what it is. He called him Branch Ricky. He said he's an elite general manager. He gave him an extension seven months ago. John Middleton doesn't want to admit his fault there. That's what it is. Yeah, and for this whole results-based business and the, like, this all falls on the manager. Like, dude, dude, he. I think he thinks. I actually wonder if he spent a little too much time with old old Jeffrey over there because, like, going <laughs> firing Chip Kelly. And firing Gabe Kapler is not one and the same. No. Like Chip, Kelly, Chip Kelly is a football coach. Football coaches do a lot more than what baseball managers do. Like Way baseball more. Is a game. And especially Chip, yeah. who sees control. Like People forget part of the reason Jeffrey did it when he did was because Chip Kelly essentially had taken control of personnel and then wasn't taking any responsibility for those decisions. Like It's, a, it's an incredibly different situation. And for what it's worth, Laurie acted decisively and didn't wait 11 days after the season. He fired him before the last game of the season, which you almost never see in the NFL. Yeah. 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 But here's the thing. I'm gonna give. I want to give John. Like I like. I like how thorough he is about decisions. I that doesn't bother me too much. I know what you're saying. I, the only I reason do, it bothers me is because of it, it, the, how it treated Kepler. It makes Kepler into like this sympathetic figure. It was just. And again, that uh, if if Middleton, they talk in this press conference about how Middleton in the month of July is when he's starting to question Kapler. It still takes you that long after the season. You couldn't see this coming. They were out of it by September 1st. We all knew it. Like, they weren't technically, but we all knew it. We talked about it nonstop. Like, really? You need all that time after the season, even though you for so long. And what that speaks to, Jack, is the indecision between this front office. The fact that he didn't want Kapler here, but didn't trust his guys. I mean, the fact that Andy McPhail 
point blank said I had to bridge the gap between these two guys, I couldn't believe they put that out there. I mean, that's just saying, here, look at our dysfunction, baseball world, fans, everybody. We three guys on a, a decision about our manager were so effed up in the way we're doing it and the way we can't agree with each other <laughs> that it took us 11 days and I had to bridge the gap between these two. Like, I, that was so bad, Jack. Yeah, and then how about how about uh, Clintac? He says, ah, oh, he spends like he spends like three minutes talking about how great Kapler was, how great the culture was, how how we're we're not where we are today totally. without Gabe Kapler or, or whatever. And then at the end, he goes, "This is about as collaborative as possible." <laughs> I, like, have, I have the quote. The quote was, "As collaborative as it could be." What the hell is that? Like, I want a front office that's just collaborative. Like, we don't need to be as it could be. That's bad, man. And then, and then for Clint's act to blame the market for for Gabe not being here anymore, basically, oh was God. unbelievable. Basically, blame fans. He basically said y'all couldn't handle Kapler. Like, and whether yeah. whether or not there is truth, like we all know, there's some truth to that. We all know that there are people in this city who have been calling for Kapler's head since the moment he got here and all that, but. You don't say that, Matt. Like, what is wrong <laughs> well, with he's you? Just, he's clearly just so so upset that they oh, fired Kapler. Oh, he is super pissed. Yeah, you, you saw. It looks like he. It looks like he lost his puppy yesterday. It did. Like, he looked it, like he looked like a deer in headlights that entire press conference. Like he wanted. And like, and, he wanted to be anywhere else on earth. He'd rather be in a prison cell in some small Russian town than sitting up in that press conference. And Middleton, like, I think quite candidly that this is a learning experience. <laughs> I can just imagine Matt being like, oh, my God, get me out of here. <laughs> and then and then for 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 Howard to have the stones to ask that question. I loved it with those with those two sitting. there. I love I was I mean, so I, I, I texted him. I was like, Howard, that was awesome. And he's like, I did what I what had to be done. And he's right. Well, I mean, I mean. We all know Howard. I mean, he was boasting about how he's going to ask that question. But he's great. But he's great at it. He still deserves credit for it. Like that. Like you said, it takes stones to go in there and look Matt Clentag at Andy McPhail in the face as John Middleton sitting there and be like, "Why are these two guys here?" Like that takes some stones. The most, the most asinine thing from yesterday, and of all the asinine things, was without a doubt. As Howard asked about the minor league system and how oh, oh, horrible yeah, buddy. it is. I was going to get there. Right. And how horrible it is. And first off, even mentioning Cole Irvin in that, in that thing oh, is like I a know. crime. Oh. It's, it's like cool. They brought up Cole Irvin, who stinks. Um, but for, for Howard to ask that question about how bad the farm system is, Middleton to get the question, shush off Andy McPhail and say, yeah, but let's let's think about it this way. Uh, in the first half, our bullpen was twenty sixth, and the second half, we we're fourth in the ERA. Was, like, what does that even? It what does that even mean? Unbelievable. And how about this response <laughs> to that as well? Saying this, he said, "Quote unquote." John Middleton said, "You tell me what part of this organization isn't better today, and really substantially better today than it was four years ago when they came." Are you freaking kidding me, John? Like, is that a what if? freaking asinine thing to say dude your farm system is a disaster and these guys had four years to build it four years it is uh, like to defend them in that way and to to say like that was like the image that middleton gave there is like we're good you guys don't know what you're talking about everything's going great here it was it was so asinine but jack my head hurts just rereading that quote 
Yeah. Well, I don't think the farm system is a disaster. I think right. they have a comparatively they have quality major league players. The problem is they don't have superstars. They don't have the yeah the Soto coming through, the Acuna coming through. They don't have they don't have the young guys coming through like. And you're asking me this coming right off of the Alec Bohm and Spencer Howard airs in a Fall League show. So if you could please, if you could please step off on the on the whole the whole farm. I should have I should have known my audience here. Yeah, I mean, come on, we're right here. Um, but yeah, for for him to be like, oh man, like obviously the obviously the team's in better shape. Like the team was was winning of course, sixty-five yes. games. Any when they team, took over. I, you, anyone could have gotten them to be in better shape than they were with sixty-five games. The point is, they are not nearly far enough along. Like it's such an asset. It's it's to say that to us, to the fan base, to the media, to say it that way, to phrase it that way, is basically saying you're all dumb. Like, we know that we're not idiots, John. We know that it's better than a 66-win team. That doesn't mean that enough has been done or that it's close to good enough. Uh, Well, and also, like, bringing up that they had a 17.3 wins above replacement this year in their acquisitions this offseason, like, yeah, yeah, I have Bryce Harper and JT Real. Yeah, it's like, obviously. Uh, Jack, have you ever heard of this website called BaseballReference.com? Yeah, I can't believe Jesus. he went to baseball reference in Jesus, the middle of a press conference. Dude. It was like I think I feel like Middleton, you know, they they the I feel like the PR people went to him and like were trying to repair him. He was like, nah, He's nah, like, no. He's like, no, no, no. Yo. It was like a clear out session in basketball. He's like, get out of my way. I got this. I got it. It honestly, like, if the PR staff were responsible for prepping him, they should fire the entire PR staff. Obviously, I agree with you. I think the PR staff was just like hiding in a closet and saying, oh, God, I can't believe. And, and that's so, it's so frustrating, too, because this guy's a billionaire. He's a billionaire. And I understand that you get to that level of life, that level of success that you think you know better, that you think you don't need help and stuff. But PR, you hire PR people literally for this specific situation, the smartest people, the best leaders. And, and I think this kind of dovetails into what we're talking about with Middleton wanting to control everything. The smartest leaders... In this situation, instead of saying, I got this, they go to their PR staff and say, tell me everything I need to know. Tell me exactly what I should do. How's the best way to handle this? How do I answer? Boom, 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 boom. These eight questions that I know 100% will be asked to me. I, it was, it was, unbe- that's why McPhail with, if we don't, we don't question. He's like, yep, news was coming. Ready for it. Good to go. It felt like there was not a single question that John Middleton was asked that he was like ready for. It's crazy, man. Kobe Middleton. Oh God! Clear out. Well, it's serious. Kobe, that's good. That's Kobe Middleton. <laughs> yes, but that's what it was like. I mean, that it was like. I think here's the thing: is that I think his heart was in the right place. Like, I want to send a message that this is on me, and don't make this about the two guys next to me. Like, I'm the guy. Yeah, you shouldn't it, have had those like sitting was, next to him then if he was going to do that, Jack. Like that. I mean. Crazy! Don't have them sitting next to them and just talk, and and don't have them right there to like have these questions asked in front of them and make these awkward things. And and Klentak basically like trying to say he wanted Kapler without throwing you under the bus right next to you. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah, it felt like it felt like he was trying to be Steinbrenner, and and like I, I, he was he was so cocky. It was like. He was so like, do you know who I am? Yeah. Like, I'm. First off, I don't want the Phillies run like a normal business. I want like. Of course, it's a very different business. This is not a normal business. It's a professional sports team. It is so different. Yeah, I know. That's what I don't get. Like, he's he's acting like this is a he's a CEO. Like, sure, your title is CEO, but you're an owner. 
Like you're not a. This is not a business. You're not. Like I just don't get. Like it's just a manager. I know that sounds crazy, but like for for a 57 minute press conference to explain why you fired Gabe Kapler, it's like you could have just said it wasn't good enough. It it, it could have just been. It should have been a 15 minute press conference. Like it was. It's just a manager. It was just a manager. And and another thing that I thought was just insane was they're talking about uh, Nick Fail in the if we don't we don't thing was like yeah you would have been mad at me if if we gave up the prospects and got the bullpen pieces we need it's like Andy again buddy all we're saying is that you could have give up fringe prospects and and help your team that way like like Daniel Hudson cost the cost the Nationals a twenty second ranked player in their farm system yep. you're telling me you couldn't got Daniel Hudson but we're getting Blake Parker yeah and again like, also step further you also could have signed Dallas Keuchel too which I'm surprised wasn't asked about directly but there there were well the luxury tax question was that yeah I think. essentially you're right it probably was but still and again look I didn't love that answer either I know that that it's, you know, smart. You have to be careful about the luxury tax and whatnot. But for him to just say, hey, we're not going over it for the second wild card, like point blank, like I didn't love that answer. It doesn't make me feel like he'll go way over it if he needs to at any point. Well, he did say that. He said he'll spend. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying. It, I didn't love it. Yeah, I was, I'm glad it was addressed, though. Well, it had like, I'm to glad be. that. It had to be brought up. Again, there were, there, that's the thing is there were so many things yesterday that had to be brought up. That had, that's the problem. There were so many questions, so many answers that are needed. And again, because of 11-minute answers about being a CEO, we didn't get everything we needed, and they certainly didn't answer things the way that we wanted them to in all cases. But I do think the reporters got a good job, uh, did a good job of addressing those issues. To your point before, though, I mean, the fact that the Phillies PR staff allowed it to go on for 56 minutes is yeah. unfreaking believable. Like, what are you doing? Derek Boyko would have had a, a heart attack if he were in charge of PR in that moment. Like, he would have shut it down 20 minutes earlier, at least. I mean, like, the, like that's my point. Like, why don't you... I, it's so frustrating that the whole thing from start to finish, from the way it was set up with all three of those guys there, from the what they said, from the way they acted, to how long it went on, to the content of their answers, it was a disaster, top to bottom, front to left, right to left, all of it. Like It was just a complete and total miss in what was probably the most important press conference in the team, in for the team in, I don't know, forever, like a really long time. Yeah, and I guess my, my biggest frustration in leaving it was that I I just don't know what the plan is here. I don't think that I don't think the I don't think the owners on the front I don't think the owner is on the same page with his baseball guys, which is obvious. But like I didn't I wanted like whenever Hinky talked, it was like oh I see the vision here. Like I see where this is going with the Phillies. I don't know what the vision is. I don't I don't know where they they plan on going from here. And I honestly. It, it's almost like they have to spend their way out of it. Not is, almost like, like they, there's nothing. That is it right now, at least, so especially it, with Harper. Like we always talk about with Harper entering age 27, Romuto in his prime, like the core of the team they have now, the in- clear need to compete. And, and I'm sure Clentac and McPhail probably feeling it more than they were at the trade deadline last time. I mean, this team doesn't have a choice. They, if they want to compete now, the only way they could do it is to go out and spend. It is like you open the window by trading your, your best prospect for, JT Romito. Like, you, they have to spend their way out of it, and I, that's just not the most healthy thing in the world. Like, I, like I'm worried. It, it, it's, either, it's either they have to spend their way out of it or kind of do a, a, a reset, and they're not going to do a reset. They're not going to trade off pieces to, 
to kind of rebuild. So they have to they have to go more in and just keep spending money, keep spending money if they want to be competitive because they if they don't, they're going to just go they're just going to turn into the Flyers, they're going to turn into the Sixers, the pre-processed Sixers. So you're going to have to act like the big boy here, John. Like that's that's the only way out of this. Like it, my 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 hope is that they can spend the money, bring in a Garrett Cole, make remake that pitching staff, have a good you know, have all the money up there in the top players and then figure out the draft. Just figure out the draft. Get a new scouting director in here. And, and the Dodgers, the Dodgers haven't picked in the top 10 since God knows when. But they're still able to draft Cody Bellinger, still able to draft Gavin Lux, Dustin May, all these guys they were able to bring up out of nowhere. They're able to compete while also being able to facilitate that with nailing the draft. So. There, there is a way out of this, but the, what the Phillies are at right now is that they just have to spend their way out of it, and that is just generally not a good way to build a franchise. So it's, it's, it's definitely terrifying where we're at. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.